Today we come to the fourth and final Christmas symbol, and that is the symbol of the gift. The gifts that we wrap up, which is very important actually, the wrapping up and put under a tree or present to somebody, and the gifts, of course, that we receive from others. Now, obviously, people do feel that Christmas has been overtaken by gifts, by the, the commercial, commercialization of Christmas, and I suppose there's truth in that. But gifts in themselves are not the problem. Gifts are a really integral part of Christmas. And when we look at it, it's, it really is very beautiful, in fact. They are, they are an integral car, part of Christmas because, of course, the child Jesus is a gift. A gift not just to humanity at large, but to you and me most personally. God the Father presents us individually, personally, this wonderful gift, which we can receive or not receive, the greatest gift imaginable, the only begotten Son of God, wrapped up, of course, in those swaddling clothes by Our Lady. It's very very deliberate that we're told that the little child is swaddled. He's wrapped up very much like a little Christmas gift. And every gift, of course, is, is a symbolic thing. It is a language. It is, it is a saying, I love you. You are worth this gift that I want to give you. And of course, we always do see that the, the, the worth of the gift, even its monetary value, is somehow is a reflection of the esteem that we're held in, a very precious, a very expensive gift, is, is a sign of the esteem. Think of when Jesus is anointed by the precious nard in the house of Bethany. He was worth it. Uh, we, we see that even adds for gifts because you're worth it. And God is saying to us, you are worth it. You're worth this gift, which is priceless, which is of infinite value, which is my son. You are worth it. It's really something very stunning. And therefore, as Pope Benedict puts it this way, Christmas has become the feast of gifts in imitation of God who has given himself to us. So that's what we're doing when we're giving and receiving all these gifts. Maybe a little bit over the top, but we're still trying to imitate something that God has done for us. He's giving us this most most precious gift of his son, of himself, is, is the spur for all our gift giving. All of us love to receive gifts. I don't know anybody who doesn't love to receive a gift. There's nothing more thrilling, in fact, than a little or large parcel wrapped up. The, the whole sense of what, what is it? The expectation, what's inside? What has this person prepared for me and thought was worth getting for me? It's a lovely thing. And it's a lovely thing for a very simple reason. Because it is, it is beautiful to be loved. And the gift is simply saying, I love you. I esteem you. And this here is, is a symbol, not just a tiny symbol, but a significant symbol of the love that I have for you. Again, Pope Benedict puts it this way. He says, this is why Christmas has become the feast when we give presents, 
when we imitate the God who has given his own self and has thereby given us once again that life which truly becomes a gift only when the milk of our existence is sweetened by the honey of being loved. Very interesting. The milk of our existence, where our existence is, a, is, is not sweet in itself, unless it, the honey is put into that milk, it's not sweet. And that honey, which sweetens our existence, is the experience of being loved. And that is what we experience with Christmas. We are loved. And, and in this case, no ordinary love. The love that God has for us. But there is something else about gifts which is very important. And that is the ability to receive a gift. It is as, as important, perhaps in a way more important, than the ability to give a gift. Probably they're inseparable, in fact. Some, some contemporary writers say that we, we, modern man, that we've lost the capacity of receptivity, the capacity to receive. That somehow this kind of really hard ethic has grown up in us, that we don't want anything if we haven't worked hard for it, if we haven't suffered for it. In, another, in other words, earned it. And of course, you never earn a gift. That's why it's a gift. It's just given to you, gratis. If we earn something, it's not a gift. It's a payment. And so these writers are, are, are saying, well, really, we want everything to be a payment. And one person has called this a stony-hearted lack of receptivity, which is quite something. I don't want it if it's for free. I only want it if I earn it. And of course, God comes along with grace, which means gratis, free, gift. And the greatest grace, the greatest gift that we could receive, his only begotten son. And then all the other things that flow from that. But we have to be receptive. Look at all the characters in the nativity story, how they have a really receptive attitude. Just their, their hands open. They're humble enough to receive Mary in the first place. St. Joseph, Elizabeth, Zachariah, Simeon and Anna, the shepherds, the wise men from the East. Each of them embodies in, in, in their own way a special receptivity, an ability to receive the, the great gift of God that is his, his only begotten Son. Let's, let's try to exercise in a very special way our receptivity to God's grace, to God's Son, this great gift he wishes to give to you and to me this Christmas. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.